Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for our match preview with Newcastle United versus Burnley tomorrow. That's Tuesday up at the James Park. I'm Andrew Musgrove and I'm joined by Sean McCormick. Newcastle go into the game in good spirits. Yeah, Saturday was a fantastic day. They'll really be looking to you know to carry on that, that good feeling. Definitely, I think Saturday was uh, couldn't have gone any more perfectly. To be honest, I think you know the anticipation into that game with Helen Miguel Almiron's home debut. I mean, the flag display. First of all, just a quick word about that was absolutely brilliant. I think the message that sends to any potential new signing at Newcastle is just phenomenal, isn't it? You know, a personal message to him from uh, one of his Atlanta coaches and. It just looked brilliant, and I think Almiron was inspired by it, to be honest. I mean, within the first 10 minutes, he almost scored a great solo goal, breaking through, um, dinking the ball over Jonas Lursel. And I think if that had gone in, there would have been absolute pandemonium in the stadium. But everything just went well for Newcastle. The results heading into that game from uh, the Friday night, the Cardiff defeat, the Fulham defeat, would have given them a little boost. They had to win that game against Huddersfield really psychologically because, I mean, Huddersfield are as good as down now, Fulham are as good as down. If, you, if, they, if they struggled to beat Huddersfield at home, I mean, heading into this Burnley game would have heaped a lot of pressure on them. That's been relieved now by the win. Um, but, you know, I, I can't recall a bad performance on the pitch. I thought the way Almiron um, linked up with Perez and Rondon, I mean, a lot was made about the fact that all three of those are Spanish-speaking and Almiron's struggling with his English so far. And he even made the point in the in the programme that the, the Spanish-speaking lads in the squad have really helped him settle into, settle into uh, life at Newcastle. But, yeah, nothing could have went better on Saturday. Maybe if Almiron had scored and capped his debut for goal, that could have been a, a bit of an added bonus. But, I mean, all three of them played particularly well. Martin Dubravka got a great reception from the Gallagher, um, which would be nice for him after making a couple of mistakes. He didn't really, wasn't really tested on Saturday, but everything he needed to deal with, he dealt with well. Florian Lejeune played really well again. Um, Sean Longstaff's getting more plaudits again for his display in midfield. Everybody played well. Couldn't have gone any better. Uh, perfect tonic heading into Tuesday night. This is going to be a totally different test, though, isn't it? Because Burnley, after a terrible start to the season, so terrible that a few were suggesting that you know Sean Dyche might be uh, on his last legs at Burnley, which is, is which is unthinkable um, considering what he's done there. But now, last eight games, picked up eighteen points, beat Spurs um, over the weekend. Um, Chris Wood and, and, and Ash Barnes have got sixteen goals in sixteen games. This is going to be a, a much harder game than, than no disrespect Huddersfield than it was for Newcastle on Saturday. Of course it is. I mean, the form Burnley are in since the end of December has been absolutely remarkable. Um, they had a tough start of the season. People made a lot about the European hangover. Obviously, they didn't actually qualify for the Europa League group stages. They were beaten in the qualifying stages, but they would have had to start the season um, a lot earlier than other teams, you know, players getting back to fitness, and that probably would have affected their confidence, not actually qualifying for the group stages after having such a good season last season. But, you know, I think it was, Burnley are kind of one of those teams where you knew they had the quality, they didn't really lose players from last season. Um, and once it clicked, you felt as if, you know, they were going to turn things around. I don't. I never thought really they were in relegation trouble. Sean Dice has done a fantastic job there. And as you mentioned, Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes, I think the goals they've scored recently have been so crucial. And Tom Heaton as well has come back into the fold and he's he's, he's been absolutely fantastic. I'll be amazed if he isn't in, in the next England squad because, I mean, some of the saves he's made recently and some of the performances he's put in has been fantastic. You uh, saved Joe Hart from that number one spot. But they've got decent quality all over the field. They don't play the most attractive brand of football, but... 
there's players in that squad, as I say, that they've, they've kind of kept the same squad that got in seventh place last year. They've got quality that can hurt teams going forward. They're very solid at the back, the likes of Ben Mee, James Tarkovsky, good players. So it is going to be a lot di- more difficult for Newcastle on, on, on Tuesday night. But, you know, Newcastle are in good form themselves, apart from the Wofford FA Cup team uh, defeat. Um, they've been really good this season. I can't remember a bad performance, really, even when they've been getting beaten in games. So the last three home games in the league, they've won. Um, so there's no reason why Newcastle can't be confident going in that game as well. But I think it's going to be interesting to see <clears throat> if Newcastle are as expansive as they were on Saturday because I thought that the big thing um, about Saturday's performance was that attacking-wise, that I know it was just Huddersfield, but that was probably the, as a, an exciting performance under Rafa Benitez and I can remember probably going back to the last game of the season when they got relegated and beat Tottenham 5-1. They were taking a lot more risks and obviously Almiron gave them that impetus that they, they've lacked so far which allowed Perez to be more free. I thought it freed up Richie a lot more to look for an outlet going forward rather than you know, being forced to go in backwards and sideways. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Newcastle uh, attack that game, but it's two teams in relatively good form and I think it'll make for a good game. I, th- I think because Newcastle beat Huddersfield, I think if you set up in years four points out of them two games, yeah, he'd take it. So I think we'll probably, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know what Benitez is thinking, but I think we'll probably see a little bit more of a defensive Newcastle uh, and that counter-attacking style maybe come in a bit more because, you know, I think they really will try and sit back and just invite uh, Burnley on. It's going to be a, a physical game. And I think Almiron, um, he was kind of shoulder to the floor in the first half against Huddersfield. And then he had, obviously, Tommy Smith decided that he would kindly take his shin into next week. Um, but I think that that's a good learning curve because it, that tastes him, look, this is a physical le- league, even the funny little shoulder barge and going up against the Burnley side, which are kind of renowned for being a bit physical. Um Hopefully that'll the, the game against Huddersfield it set uh, Almiron in good stead. Definitely, and I think what what was good about the way Almiron reacted to that Tommy Smith challenge. I mean, yes, obviously that would have it would have hurt him on impact, but he was fearless, wasn't he? It didn't phase him at all. It, it didn't you know kind of put him off being as direct as he was when in the first minutes leading up to that red card. It didn't phase him at all, and. To, to be fair, he got a few knocks at Wolves in the brief period he was on. That didn't really seem to phase him. He seems like he, he, he has got that fearlessness about him. Um, he is positive. He is. He's, you know, he's coming off a great two years at Atlanta. He's carried that momentum into the into his uh, time at Newcastle so far. Hopefully that continues on Tuesday night. Um, but you're right. It will stand him in good stead. Huddersfield are quite a physical team as well. I think Burnley will not uh, you know ramp it up a notch in comparison to Huddersfield in terms of quality and physicality at the back, but. You know, there's no reason why Almiron can't build on Saturday's performance and have another good performance tomorrow night. Yeah, I suppose Almiron's got to kind of expect to get a kick in here and then. It's a bit like when Shelby's on the ball. Teams know that that's the creative spark. And when you're running past people, you're putting them through the legs, you're taking them on and you're making them look a bit daft. It's not just in Newcastle. It's in any club with that sort of player, Sahar, for instance. Yeah. You know, the, the kind of the, the brute in the in the opposition team is always going to go and try and lay one on you, isn't he? So I, I, I suspect that Matt Ritchie and, and Co. Um, have, have maybe told him that's going to happen. And of course, Hayden's also said that in training, no one's you know gone in easy on him. So that as well has probably helped him. And actually said, well, these are my teammates uh, going in a bit difficult. Then what is there? Uh, what, what are the opposition going to do? Well, of course, I think with a lot of Newcastle players have spoken about how competitive they take training. You know, there's, there's no half measures in this Newcastle team. Even when they've they've been in poor runs of form, you can't ever, you know, 
discourage their 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 fighting spirit, their, their competitiveness, the, the, their effort levels. That's never ever been in question. So I'm sure that you know they've given Almiron the, <laughs> the correct welcome in training. But <clears throat> what will be different for Almiron, I think, on Tuesday night is that you know going into the Wolves game, I remember Matt Doherty saying that they didn't really know anything about him. No one had really seen much of him in the MLS. He only had a brief cameo then. I doubt. Wait, he only had 45 minutes to play against CSK in Moscow. I'm sure Huddersfield would have done their research, but it was kind of the, you know, the, the unknown quality, the unknown quantity coming into that game. A bit of expect the unexpected. They didn't really know how Almiron would play, how Newcastle would play with Almiron, how he would link up with Perez and Rondon. And we saw on Saturday, you know, it, it, Perez looked a different player. He, he was finding spaces, and Almiron was finding him in the box of balls that you know. No disrespect to Christian Atsu, because I think he's actually had a decent spell in the team. Works really hard, but Almiron has the quality to unlock defences that I don't think Atsu possesses. Um, but, you know, Burnley would have seen the way Almiron played on, on, on Saturday. They would have seen the way he linked up with Rondon, the way he linked up with Perez, the way Newcastle operated in that game. And, you know, it isn't going to be as easy necessarily for Almiron, I think, to have as much of an impact because... Burnley will kind of know what to expect from him now, mm. how he'll play, how he'll be direct, what he'll look to do. I mean, obviously, they're not going to have as much knowledge on him as they will have on the likes of Perez, the likes of Rondon, the likes of Matt Ritchie, players like that. But, you know, as time goes on, defences are going to be slightly more wise to what Almiron does. But, you know, as, de- as home debuts go, you couldn't be any more positive as it was on Saturday. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. He dealt with the, dealt with the occasion brilliantly. Gave, and I said this on Saturday and, I, and, I, and I, I still stand by it now I think he gave Newcastle an attacking impetus that they've been crying out for ever since they've come back to the Premier League he's offered something completely different creative, creatively we've known Rafa Benitez has wanted him for a long long time and I know it's just one game and we don't, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves but I think he showed on Saturday why Rafa Benitez has wanted him for so long and even then though he wasn't well for me anyway a man of the match and the yeah. two guys who were I thought were better than Almiron based on their all-round performance was Hayden and Sean Longstaff. Um, and this is where we're going to head on to Facebook Live for those listening on the podcast just to uh, see what our Facebook followers think. Um, so I'm just going to press record. But yeah, um, so Longstaff and Hayden, brilliant. It was difficult to choose between Longstaff and Hayden who was man of the match. Uh, Longstaff covered the most ground um, over 11 kilometres on Saturday. Hayden was this, the person who covered the second most ground. Hayden had the most uh, accurate passes. Uh, Longstaff completed the most um, passes, but, uh, but given on how many he tried, they weren't the most accurate. The stats are there on the, on, on our website. But both of them have been superb. But obviously, Shelby, the army, Key, waiting to get in the side. Do you think Benitez will stick with Hayden and Longstaff tomorrow? I think he will, and I'll be surprised if he if he did if he did make any changes to the to the midfield partnership. Um, I think... What what was interesting on Saturday was you know there was a lot of hyperbole and rightfully so about the front three. Almiron was fantastic on his home debut. I always say Perez played fantastically well. I thought he, played, he linked those two linked up very well indeed. Rondon got the goal, um, but a lot of ex-players Alex Alan Shearer, Jermaine Genius, um, Kevin Kilban on on um, final score were all put, you know singing the praises of Sean Longstaff, Sean Amiobi yesterday on BBC Radio Five Live compared to Michael Carrick. And I know that's a comparison we've heard in the past, but. He's playing with maturity beyond his years. That was only his tenth appearance for Newcastle, you know, since since turning professional. But he looked like he's 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 been in the team for years, and he's gone from being a periphery figure at the end of last year to arguably being Newcastle's first choice centre midfielder. 
you mentioned Isaac Hayden there, Andrew, and, and and to be fair, I think he deserves a lot of credit as well. Newcastle fans and myself included as well had written off Isaac Hayden at the end of last year. He wanted to leave the club, and we can understand why he wants to leave the club. It's for family reasons. We're, we're, we're never going to knock that or criticise that. But in the last few weeks, he's proven to be absolutely brilliant as well. He's really stepped up the plate, shown that yes, he wants to leave for family reasons, but he'll give his all for Newcastle United in that time. And Sean Longstaff recently has been speaking about the relationship he's enjoyed with Isaac Hayden in midfield, and he's came come out and said in an interview last week that he wouldn't have been able to have done as well and expressed himself in the way as midfield as well without Isaac Hayden. He's been there for advice. He's kept him right positionally in midfield. And now going forward, until Newcastle start, you know, go, hopefully this won't happen, but hope, if Newcastle do go in a dip of form, until that happens, you can't really drop Longstaff or Hayden. I think they're both working well together. Um, Hayden on Saturday played really well. Again, it, it, go, it goes unnoticed, I think, because Longstaff has been absolutely fantastic. And I think, you know, he has been Newcastle's star in 2019. Um, but... As 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 a local lad who's playing well in the Newcastle United first team, we're always going to big him up. Um, we know England under twenty ones are looking are looking at him. He's been he has been brilliant, but Isaac Hayden's been absolutely crucial to to his development in the first team as well. And I think as a pair, you can't really drop them. It'd be interesting to see if Longstaff's form changes if he was to play alongside a Diarmi consistently or a Shelby consistently or a Key consistently. Will will the way he play change? Will his position? Will he be different positionally? Um, will his form drop off? Has, how how crucial has Isaac Hayden been to Longstaff's rise in the first team? Those will be questions that, of course, will be answered over time when he does play with more midfield partners. But for the time being, I can't see why Rafa Benitez would change it. Someone's just putting the, the comments on the Facebook Live that if it's, it's not broken, then why try yeah, and fix exactly. it? And I agree, I think Hayden and Longstaff, not just tomorrow against Burnley, but I think um, for the foreseeable future, they need to be together because since they've been paired... You know, I think they've both covered the most ground. I know Sean Longstaff's covered the most ground out of anybody since that Chelsea game. Um, but, you know, that accurate passing, I think also having Lejeune behind them is working really well as well. It's kind of a, a nice little conveyor belt to, to, up to the forward. Um, Hayden laid off Miguel Muon for that uh, chance against Huddersfield. I mean, if that had been Kabai, we would have been printing posters off and what have you because it was a lovely pass. Yeah. Um, and I think for the, for the youngsters um, watching Newcastle and for those old enough to understand why Hayden wants to leave and this is the way football works for family reasons and players can put in transfer requests um, and they might look around other places and see other professionals doing that but Hayden really is an example of how to be um, a good footballer on and off the pitch. You know, He's sticking in, he said, as soon as I cross that line, it's all about the football and he's proven that. He was the third last man off the pitch on Saturday applauding the fans. Um you know, and he's, he's shown he didn't take anything to heart when he announced he wanted to leave. He got a bit of stick. And I just think for any youngsters watching, any youngsters in the, in the inner 23s or in the 21s, what have you, at Newcastle as well, he's a really good example of a really good footballer um, and obviously does great work off the pitch with the food bank and stuff. And I just think Newcastle are going to struggle to find someone with his quality and his attitude for the amount of money that they'll probably end up selling them for. Of course, he's still young as well. It was only two years ago he was still playing things under twenty ones himself. You know, we're talking about Sean Longstaff doing that now, um, but Hayden's still only only twenty three, twenty four years old. So he's going to improve, and I think it will be a shame if he continues this form um, going into the end of the season. If he does leave in the summer, like it looks like he's going to, um, I think 
as well against like the lesser teams you saw on Saturday against Huddersfield it, it Hayden playing alongside Longstaff kind of gives him that license to to move forward as well and we know Longstaff has some goal scoring prowess we haven't seen it yet because in the games he's played for Newcastle and like in January he's played against the likes of Liverpool Tottenham Manchester City Chelsea um, you know teams that Newcastle aren't going to see much of the ball uh, against but on Saturday we saw the quality Longstaff has going forward he almost scored an absolute corker um, in the second half it was a shame it, it came back off the post but we know from reserve level he scores goals he scored 9 or 10 goals for Blackpool last season um, so it'll be interesting to see if he's a bit more expansive in the second half of the season but going back to Hayden I think you know if there were any doubts about his commitment to Newcastle we know he wants to leave for family reasons and you know, some people will see that and think, well, you know, he doesn't want to be here. Why play him? His performances in recent weeks have answered that he is going to give the, give his all between now and the end of the season. If that is the end of his Newcastle career, I think anybody who was at Wolves the other week would, would have would have noticed the passion he has for the club when he scored. I think mean, he was straight over to the away fans. That looked like a player who, that didn't look like a player who you know was down tools. It looked like a player who was genuinely committed to helping Newcastle getting as high up as the table as possible, getting a win against the Wolves team. Who have a lot of quality again on Saturday, as you said, he was he was one of the last players on the pitch applauding fans, and you know from from pe- speaking to people in, who we work with in the media circles, they all come away impressed every time they speak to Isaac Hayden because he's refreshingly honest. You know, a lot of footballers now will will, will speak in cliches, will will speak in phrases that you know we're, we're, we're kind of bored of hearing. You don't get any of that of Isaac Hayden. Isaac Hayden says it how it is, and he got a lot of stick from Wolves fans after that game, actually, because he came out and said, that doesn't look like a team that finished, that, that could be a qualifying for Europe and finishing in seventh place, because Newcastle should have come away from that game with three points, to be honest, so, yeah, Hayden and Longstaff playing very well, and I think, you know, Hayden's question, Hayden's character can't be questioned anymore. Yeah, definitely, we're just going to leave our Facebook Live followers, so you can hear the full podcast um, over on our website later today. Grand them and... Do you see any changes this Saturday for tomorrow? I mean, it's pretty much we think would will be the starting eleven that played against Huddersfield. Yeah, I can't see there being any changes. Um, you know, there wasn't a single weak link on Saturday. Obviously, Rafa would have had the players in this morning. If there's been any niggles, then that'll be the only way I can see any changes to the team. It'll be interesting to see if the Army or Shelby come back to the bench because we know that they're both you know nearing a return to full fitness. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if the bench changes um, in terms of personnel but the starting 11 I can't see any changes and a quick point as well I thought that even Kennedy when he came on on Saturday did alright he almost almost scored obviously in the second half when he hit the bar um, but you know he, he's got to prove himself between now and the end of the season if he wants to stay at Newcastle or get a, a decent move away from Chelsea he's got to book up his ideas because he hasn't been good enough in the, in the, in the first half of the season but I think just Almiron coming in gave, has given everybody a lift and you could see the the, the improvement in, in intent and desire from Kennedy on Saturday and quality to be fair because it was a good striker here on the volley mm. he was a very good save from Jonas Lutzel so it'll be interesting to see his impact between now and the end of the season as well Well certainly and then just briefly um, score prediction I would like Newcastle to win um, they could sneak what sneak, sneak a win by one, one goal margin but I'm going to plumb for a draw it's two teams in good form Two very good defensive, uh, defensively sound teams. Um, I think that the pressure and the intensity has been lifted off Newcastle somewhat with the win on Saturday. Um, a win would be absolutely brilliant. You know, you, you, you could end up being seven points clear of a win on thirty-one points. You, you know, you only then three wins away from the magic forty-point mark. But I think 
the 1-1 draw tomorrow is probably what I'll plump for. And I think, to be fair, I think Rafa Benitez, the players, and even the fans deep down will be happy with a 1-1 draw to come out of this two-game home two home game period against Huddersfield and against Burnley with four points over possible six. I think it would be a very decent return. No, most certainly. Well, that's it from us for now. You can head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to see what Rafa Benitez had to say pre-match uh, the Burnley game and then we'll be up at the ground tomorrow bringing you all the live coverage and of course we'll have a post-game podcast as well. But for now, uh, enjoy your Monday. Thank you very much.